מסכת ראש השנה. מסכת ראש השנה has been sponsored by Mr. Soli and Cheryl Mizrahi. השם עליהם יחיו for the הצלחה of both of their families, בעזרת השם, health, happiness, פרנסה, continued success, and of course, uh, much nachat and uh, pleasure from their children. Hiratzon, in the zechut of their dedication to the Masechet Rosh Hashanah, they will be zocher for good judgment, they will be zocher for good beracha uh, and mazal in all their endeavors. Amen. Gemara Rosh Hashanah Daf Bet. Today's daf has been sponsored by Mr. Chaim Sa'in, one of our live members in the daf Yomishi Ur, Hashem Yishmenehu V'chayehu, for the Fu'ashen Amav Yaakov Ben Jamila. En narefanalo, en narefanalo, en narefanalo. Fat al-nefesh, ufuat al-guf, v'ragle chasidav yishmor. Ufuato kerobal abo, v'chen yirasom v'nomar, amen. We begin today the Masekat Rosh Hashanah, or today's daf, has been dedicated by, has been dedicated in memory of Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihinu Began Eden, Amen. Begin today daf bet, right at the beginning of the Masekat, starting with the Mishnah. The Mishnah begins, Arba'a Rasheshanimem. There are four times a year that each one of those times has been dedicated as a Rosh Hashanah, as a beginning for a certain subject. Again, there are four periods of the year that are designated these days as Rosh Hashanah. Number one, Be'ahad Nisan on Aleph Nisan, Rosh Hashanah Lamelachim. That is the... Uh, Rosh Hashanah for kings. <coughs> what does this mean, Rosh Hashanah for kings? So that she right away tells us, Regilim ayud limnot zman shtarotehem mishnot ha-melech mishana she'amad ba-ha-melech. The custom was that they used to date their documents, their shtarot. person would write a legal document, you had to put a date on it. So the date that she says would go according to the current king, and uh, he says, like we learned in Masikat Gitin, Mishum Shalom Malchut. They did that in order to keep peace with the current government. Seems if you didn't put the date of the king, the third year of King So and So, if you wouldn't put it, so it would cause friction between the Jewish people and the government. So therefore, they would uh, for Shalom Malchut, they would put the year of the king. And they made a standard uh, set date where the king's years change. And what is that Aleph Tisan? Every time the Aleph Tisan passes, he attack on another year. Even if the king, let's say, became king in Adar, the last month of the year. Even if he became king like the Gemara say on the 29th day of Adar, the last day of the year, doesn't matter. Once Nisan passes, it's already his second year. That's the way they did it. Kalta shenato meshigia nisan v'yatchilu l'mnot lo shana shenia. That's right. So that's the set uh, standard time for uh, melachim. Now, 
from Rashi's uh, reading over here, it's mashma we're talking about non-Jewish kings. Right? He says the reason why you're doing it is because of Shalom Malchut. And it seems that Rashi's also saying not only on a get, but on all legal documents, Shtarot, they would put the king's date on it in order to keep the peace. To that, the Tosafot, the Buddha Matil Limlachim, starts, Perush be contras, Mishum Shalom Malchut, Veeno. He says it's not so. He's over here, we're not talking about non-Jewish kings. When the Mishnah says Melachim, it's talking about Jewish kings. And that what Rashi brought in Maseret Gitin, that they used to write uh, the king's uh, dates for Shalom Malchut, he says, V'davka gebe Gitin, Aminin hachi perik azorek, Amar olam, If they might take no Malchut be Gitin, Mishum Shalom Malchut, which means Kitin is different. Like Tosafor explains, a get is a very powerful document. Number one, it separates a man from his wife and now allows his wife to get married. So on a document like that, the Guyi would get offended if he didn't put their, uh, you know, if their king with the years of his uh, reign in the start itself. So therefore, that which she says, oh, like we see in Masechet Gitin. What do you mean? Masechet Gitin is not a binyan for all other starot. The get was a special document because of its uh, power and immensity of what it does. That's what you have to put the uh, king's, uh, goy king's years. Masechet in, in a regular star, you put the Malchai Yisrael. Clearly the Gemara is going to explain on this Mishnah that when it said Melachim, it's Melchai Israel. So Rashi, what are you doing? You're telling us it's uh, Shalom Malchut, Malchai Goim, clearly Melachim is Melchai Israel. So he says, V'sarik l'faresh de'en sarik shalom malchut ela beget isha l'fi shu davar gadol. Umelta da'asifut l'fi b'sha'al yado get, al yade get muteret l'chol adam. Da'asif b'sha'al shtarot. Yeah, like we said, the get is the but other documents, no. So therefore, it's not a shalom malchut issue according to the Tosafot. Stam, you write the king, the Jewish king's years in a shtar. Stam. The big, and definitely in, in a situation where you're not gonna, you're not gonna know exactly when the king came to power, like the Gemara is gonna say. So, in order to keep a standard date that everybody should know when they're writing a star, what year it is, they just figure out when he came into power, and then they just calculate how many sands passed. So it's an easy way to make a, a star like that. But according to Tosfot, it's talking about Malchai Yisrael. Question is, how do we answer Shitat Rashi? <coughs> How are we going to answer that sheet? So, according to the Chochmat Manoah, he wants to answer that sheet. You're right. That she's just going according to the Havamina. She's at this point when it says Melachim, we think it's Malche Umot Olam. It's non-Jewish kings. And then when she's working it out, that if you're going to say it's non-Jewish kings, this is the reason. That we write them in all Starot. And the reason is because of Shalom Malchut. 
But then the Gemara later on comes up and says, no, 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 no. Nisan is not for non-Jewish kings, it's for Malchai Yisrael. So, so she's only working in a Hava Amina, what we thought, and it makes sense to think like that, because when the uh, Mishnah was written, there was no more Malchai Yisrael. So you assume when uh, Rabbeinu HaKadosh put together the Mishnayot, it was at a time where there was only Malchai Umot HaOlam. And therefore, as she went according to the Hava Amina, that we're talking about when the rabbis wrote the Mishnah, what they were, uh, what they were referring to, to something that was no gaya, to their, uh, to their, uh, to their time. Malchai Umot HaOlam. And they give us, no, the Mishnah was even talking about Malchai Yisrael. There is a uh, very, very interesting Pnei Yoshua that wants to say that really <coughs> that she was indeed talking about Malchai Yisrael. How is that she talking about Malchai Yisrael? So he says like this, Shelonet kaben Rashi lomar shegam b'melek Yisrael yeshalom malchut. Rashi didn't mean to say that by Malchai Yisrael there's a inyan of shalom malchut. There's no inyan of shalom malchut by Yisrael. Ela shemimah sh'amru gabegitin. שפסולים אם לא נכתוב בהם לשתות המלך ומלכי האומות יש לנו למרות שוודאי כבר נהגו יסוי מקודם בכתיבת שורותיהם לכתוב הזמן לשנות המלך שלהם which means you have to say like this but as he's saying it's unbelievable really with what מלכי ישראל somebody bringing in מסכת גיטים שלום מלכות that's going what's the idea for that saying like this must be כלי ישראל had a מנהג that in their שטרות they wrote to the years of the Jewish king What's my proof, says Rashi? Because the Gebaragitin says that the Goyim at a certain time, if you didn't put their king and the date, they would get offended. Now, they could only get offended if the Minhag on our Shtarot was to put our king. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the, the Shalom if we never put any king in our Shtar, mm-hmm. what are they going to get offended for? We don't put any kings. It must be, as he's showing you, that what? From the fact that you see in the second Gitin that there's another Shalom Malchut, the Goyim got upset when we put their kings. So it must be, there had to be a, a standing custom in Malchai Yisrael, in our Shtarot, to put Malchai Yisrael. So therefore, she's exactly agreeing to the Tosafot, really it's talking about Malchai Yisrael. And it's talking about our Shtarot. And therefore he says, ולכן אחר כך יחנו מלכי אמות להקפיד על דבר זה שלא יפחתו בכבוד מלכיהם ושלא ממה שנהגו So there were different ways of learning that she over here either it's in the Hava Amina and therefore he also says it's Malchai Yisrael eventually or no, even here we should talk about Malchai Yisrael let's read it according to the Pnei Yoshua רגילים היו למנות זמן שתרותיהם לשנות המלך that's מלך ישראל משנה שעמד בהמלך like we see in Masigat Gitin to show you that that must have been the custom to put Malchai Yisrael Mishum Shalom Malchut So that's the understanding of Rashi it's a nice explanation okay it is also Aleph Nisan Not Shashanah 4 the Mishnah says Velirgalim for the holidays, for the Chalosh Regalim, the Gemara will explain exactly what does it mean, Nosh Hashanah for the Regalim on Aleph Nisam. We'll wait for the Gemara on Davdala to explain. Next Nosh Hashanah, Be'echad Be'elul, the first of Elul, Rosh Hashanah Lema'aser Be'ema. Of course, we know a person has a herd of animals, a flock, so he has to give uh, every tenth animal is considered Kodesh, it's called Ma'aser Be'ema. Now, newborn animals. Now, the cutoff point for the fiscal year of Ma'asir Behemah is uh, Aleph Elul. 
which means whatever was born until Aleph Elul, that's considered from you know, last year's uh, births, and everything that's born after Aleph Elul is referring to the next year's uh, births. And Nafkamina, that she says, the Maasir Behema, She'el Maasim Nanaladim Bishinazu Alanaladim Behavirta. You can't take Maasir on animals that were born after Elul. For, ma- for animals that were born before Elul. Each fiscal year of Ma'asir, you got to take the Ma'asir from the births of that year. So that we have to know exactly the cutoff point. So the cutoff point is Aleph Elul. How do you know that there's a, a, a deen in Ma'asir Behemar? As she says, When the Torah talks about Ma'asir, it says, Shana, Shana. Each year is separate. Now that pasuk is really not talking about ma'asir behemah. It's talking about ma'asir of hita, called tivu'at zar'icha. But since this is a double language, asir ta'asir, they learn not only ma'asir tivu'at, but also ma'asir behemah. And it says what? Shana, shana. Now again, the Gibbana will explain where they get this arbitrary date of Aleph Elul. Why is that Tirosh Hashanah for ma'asir behemah? It'll be El-Azhar, it'll be Shimon, Omrim, Behad B'Tisri. They say no. Ma'asir behemah, that Rosh Hashanah is so we have a mahlokit by ma'asir behemah. So, so far we've listed two Rosh Hashanahs. Number one, Aleph Nisan, that's from Melachim and Regalim. And number two, which is a mahlokit, it's Rosh Hashanah for ma'asir behemah, which is either Aleph Elul or Aleph Tishli. Now we go to number three. Behad Tishli, on one Tishli, Rosh Hashanah Lishanim. Well, that's the uh, years. She's only counting the years, calendar years. So the year changes on Aleph Tishri. Vilishmitin, for the laws of Shemitah ul Yoblot and Yovel. And we know that during Shemitah and Yovel, according to the Torah, it is forbidden to plow, it's forbidden to plant. When do these Isurim kick in? So Shemitah and Yovel begin on Aleph Tishri. It should be noted Yovel also has the law of Shemitah. That is the 50th year of the cycle. So you have the 49th year, which is the Shemitah, and then you have a back-to-back 50th year, which is your village, has its separate laws, but it's also treated like a Shemitah. Okay? Lintiah, also for planting. Now we know a person plants a tree, the tree is subject to the laws of Orlah. The first three years, one is not allowed to benefit from the fruit. So therefore, once already Aleph Tishri passes... You attack on a year. For example, a person plants a tree at the end of the year in Av. Right? Only two months pass. You know, Av Elul. Once the Shri comes, you're already in the second year. So Aleph the Shri already is the uh, cutoff point for uh, uh, the law of Orla. Ul Yirakot. That's for vegetables. So again, it's referred to Maaser Yarak. The Maaser that you have to take on vegetables. The cutoff is Aleph the Shri. The same Alakha says that you don't have to take Maaser on stuff that was from last year's crop. You can't take uh, for next year's crop, or next year's crop on uh, last year's crop. So therefore you have to know the cutoff point in order to know exactly uh, which crop uh, you're allowed to take the Maaser from. Last of the Rosh Hashanah, the fourth one, Be'echad Bishvat. On the Shodesh Shvat, Rosh Hashanah Le'ilan. Okay, this is referring to the Maaser of fruit of a tree. According to this Mishnah, the maaser of a uh, fruit, you judge the fruit as emerging when it blossoms, from the time of the Hanita. And therefore, so you have to know when the fruit blossomed. Uh, so why do you have to know when the fruit blossomed? Because the same thing, you know, to take maaser from one year 
to another year. So if it blossomed, let's say, before Rosh Chodesh Shevat, it's considered last year's good. So if it blossomed after Rosh Chodesh Shevat, it's considered next year's good. Nafka minan le'inyan tamaasir. Kedavrei betchamarafaz betchamay. Betelel omri ba'amisha asarbo. They come along and say, no, the 15th of Shevat is Rosh Hashanah le'ilanot. We call that Tu B'Shvat. That's the opinion of Betelel. We'll wait for the Gemara to give us more details on this case. Let's just review the four Rosh Hashanahs. Number one, you have Aleph Nisan. <laughs> then you have, that's for uh, Regalim, Melachim and Regalim. Then you have Aleph Elul, or Aleph Tishri for Maaser Behema. Then you have Aleph Tishri for Shanim, Shemitot, Yovlot, Orla, and Maaser Yarak. Aleph Shevat is the fourth one, or Tu Bishvat, which would be Rosh Hashanah Le'ilanot. The Tosfot just makes a point over in the first Tosfot on the Daf. Here our Mishnah says, Arbahar Shanim Him. Sometimes in uh, Shas, the Mishnah will say uh, the number and <coughs> not use the word Him. For example, in Masikat Baba Kamad says, Arbahar Avot Nizikim. It doesn't say there are four primary damages, him. It doesn't say just Arbaab and Nizikim. So the Sfort just points out why, for example, in Baba Kama would it not say the word him. So he says, because there the primary purpose is not to tell us that it's Arbaab and Nizikim. We know that it's Arbaab and Nizikim. What that Mishnah is trying to do is compare them to each other. That this one is different than this one, and this one has different properties, different payment, different laws. So therefore it's just saying, Arbaa Avot Nizikim. Lord This one is not similar to that. So it's the, when the purpose of the Mishnah is not really to give you a a listing, so it's not going to say the word him. We're here in the Mishnah. We don't know when the four Hashishim. We don't. We never heard this. So therefore, that's the thing. First of all, is Arba Hashishim him. These are the list. Right. So the, since the list is unknown to us, the Mishnah uses the word him. And now the Gemara begins. Limlachim. You told me the Melachim that what? That Aleph Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for kings. What's the Nafkamina? What halakha comes out? What's the difference that I have to know when exactly a king came into reign? Is it his second year? Is it his third year? He told me Aleph Nisan is the color point. Give me a practical halakha that comes out of it. Which means, Hakamim are not giving us a law over here that just has no uh, halakhic uh, implications. It's not just historical facts. So you know uh, what year the king was. So he says, yeah, that is enough kamina. The tremendous nafkamina for shtarot, like Rashid tells us in the Mishnah, when you're writing a shtar. Now, why would you have to, uh, 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 why is there nafkamina? So, to understand this, you have to know a fact about shtarot. When a person writes a shtar, let's say it's a loan, okay? person uh, lends, himself, lends his friend money for a certain amount of time. Now, when they write it on a shtar, so this is considered a shtar. The value of writing on a shtar is that if the person doesn't pay by a certain date, so automatically there are liens placed on his property. And therefore, if he cannot get it from the metaltalin, from his, uh, you know, uh, movables, so they can go after the karka, he can go after his real estate. So much so that any real estate that was sold by the lender, after he took the loan, there's a lien on that. So therefore the uh, one that lent the money, huh? the borrower sold his property, the lender now can go to the person that bought that property and say, listen, 
I'm taking it. What do you think? I bought it. Doesn't matter. There's a lien on it. He owes me that money first. When he sold it, he had no right to sell it to you. Which means he could sell it to you, but there was a lien on it. So he has rights to take from Karka. Good. So what they would do is, the date in the start was very important. Why is it very important? Because you could have a predated star, that's called the star Mugdam, or you could have a star Mi'uhar, that's a post-dated star. Now, a predated star means they wrote the star up and they put a date that was prior to the actual loan. Right? Let's say the loan took place in uh, Kislev. Okay? And what they did was, they put the star, they wrote the star early for whatever reason. We'll see an example why they would do that. They wrote the star before Kislev. They wrote the star in Hezvan. Now, you're going to look at the star over here. It's predated. The loan didn't happen until a month later. Now, what's going to happen? The land that the borrower sold between Hezvan and Kislev, there's no liens on that land. Because really, the loan never happened yet. But since the star is predated, the borrower unlawfully is going to go to those properties that were sold between Hashvan and Kislev and say that there's a lien on them, when there's really no lien on it. Because the lien only goes on properties that were sold after the loan, not before. Of course not. A guy bought a, a property in Hashvan. Why should there be a lien on it? The, the, the loan didn't happen yet. So a predated star is a star that's pasul. Now, so Mahlokat Rashid Tosfot, how Pasul is the star? Rashid says it's Pasul that you cannot collect from real estate anymore. Even after. after even on the stuff that was sold after the loan, they can ask you to rabbis. Finish, the star is illegal. You lost your real estate uh, uh, collections. Tosfot even goes further. Tosfot says you wrote a star Mugdam, the whole star is Pasul. You can't even collect from a Taltalim. You forfeited your right to collect uh, on this star. However, there's another type of star called the star mi'uhar. That's where you post-date a star. Now, a post-date a star, of course, is kasher, because it's uh, to the disadvantage of the lender. Which means that by the, by the lender allowing the star to be post-dated, he's giving up rights to go to collect the, 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 the real estate from the time of the loan. So therefore, uh, not, nobody can get hurt over here. If anything, the, the borrower is relinquishing uh, his uh, ability to collect from earlier properties. All right, so that's, uh, the, 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 the properties don't get hurt, the borrower doesn't get hurt. So the lender wants to be a, a, a nice guy, so they post it to start, post it to start is cashier. Once you know already this rule, it is important to make a set date for when the king's years change. How would they write the date? They would say, to the second year of uh, King so-and-so, and to the third year of King so-and-so. It was like a general date. Okay? They would go according to the years. Now, by making a set time where the king's years change, and everybody knows, Aleph Nisan, that's when the clock uh, changes. That's when the years change. So it'll alleviate problems in certain situations. What situations are those? That she will give us the situation. Let's read the Gemara first. Ditnan a predated star is pasul, kesherin, and a postdated is kasher. Now let's read Rashi. Lefi, <coughs> why is a star hov that's mukdam pasul? Lefi shiratzal letrof because he wants to go after property. Shelakus sadeh min alove mizman shebishtar. 
He wants to go and take property from the date that's in the star. But the date that's in the star is a month early. There was no liens on that. Because the sale of that property preceded the loan. And the star is fault, faulty. Because the star is saying that the loan took place first. That's not true. The rabbis penalized uh, the... Uh, the uh, lender over here, milikbotpo, from collecting, collecting what? Velo yitrof afilu mizman hamalve. He cannot even collect properties from the time of the loan. Ve'eno elakim alve alpe. We treat this loan now as a verbal loan. Sheino govem and amestrom badim. Where you can't collect from real estate, but you can collect according to Rashi from uh, money, right? Now the imlo kavu yom netchilat shenot hamelech. If you weren't going to establish a set time for when the king came into power, from the, from the king's years, he's going to go arbitrarily, and each king is going to have his anniversary whenever he became king. In some cases, you're not going to be able to tell from the start if it's a predated or a post-dated. How? Okay, Lava ploni meploni mane. They didn't know the start. They saw the start. In Kislev, of the third year of King So and So, we saw there was a loan that took place that what So and So lent money to his friend. Va'edim amru and edim come along and say, Kishehatam nubo lo ra'inu shehelva. When we signed, we didn't see the actual loan take place. So if they didn't see a loan, what are they signing? Ela halove amar lanu chetmu alai hayav leploni maneh. The love came along and said, the borrower said, listen, Edim, write a start up. I am telling you, I owe this guy $100. Now, there's nothing stronger than that. The witnesses do not have to see a loan. So long as the love is admitting that he owes the money, there's nothing stronger than that. So therefore, they wrote a shtar. They didn't see any transaction in Kislev. They just came and wrote the uh, shtar. They wrote on top, Shana Shilishit, Melech so-and-so. The love said that he owes such and such a money. Now that took place in which month? Kislev. You write a start for the borrower Even though the lender is not there So long as the borrower agrees I owe the money, so therefore you write it Now Now the witnesses don't know If the loan happened before Or it's going to happen after Which means they don't know if they're signing On something that happened already or something that uh, is going to happen. Okay? Because he's just saying, I owe 100. Did it take place? Didn't it take place? Now, but watch. We saw Shehilvau Mane Betamuz Beshana Shilishita Melech Ploni. The witnesses saw that in Tamuz of that year, there was a transaction between the lender and the borrower. So these same witnesses saw. In the month of Tammuz, that the lender gave a hundred dollars to the uh, borrower, and now they're coming in Kislev, right? They're writing on the star. It's different month. They're saying 
So and so owes a hundred. So we're assuming that what took place in Kisle in Tammuz, that was the loan. Good. So there was a loan, but still it's not going to be discernible if the start is Mugdam Umeuhar. Why? Continue Rashi. She has to come out with a situation where the judges don't know exactly when the king became king. They don't know that information. That information, I guess, wasn't so readily available. You know the exact date. The 27th of uh, Hejvan. Uh, they didn't know the date. So Sfot uh, doesn't like that assumption because they assume, I mean, Betty can find out any information. But as she says, you're talking about a case over here where Betin is not going to know exactly when the king went into power. And Lavhin, you're not going to be able to discern Im Tamus Kodem the Kislev, Im Kislev Kodem the Tamus. You're not going to know which comes first. Tamus to Kislev or Kislev to Tamus, mm-hmm. for example. We know the loan took place in uh, Tamus. That already we established. Now, let's say uh, the king came into power before Tammuz. Uh, what's the before Tammuz? Uh, uh, Sivan. Right? So now, Sivan, the king came into power. Right? Then what comes after Sivan? Tammuz. That's when the loan took place. And then they wrote it up in Kislev. So that would be considered a star Mewahar. Kislev comes after Tammuz. So therefore, Ashtar Muhar is fine. <coughs> but since they don't know when the king became into power, it could be the king came into power after Tammuz. Which means, maybe he came into power in the month of Av. Now, if he came into the month of Av, what comes first? Av, Elul, Kislev, Hajvan, Kislev. So that means they're signing in Kislev about something that didn't take place till later, until Tammuz. And therefore the start would be Mugdam. Mm-hmm. So therefore in a case like this, where the Dayanim are not certain when the king came into power, they just know third year of king so-and-so. You know, when did he become king? Did he become king before Tammuz? Is that the month? Or is it after Tammuz? Now, I mean, that's tremendous. If he becomes uh, king after Tammuz, it's a star mukdam. Because again, go according to the thing. He became king in Av. You tell me it's the third year. After Av, what comes? Kislev comes first. Right? That's when the loan uh, was written. You wrote it up in Kislev. And then the months go by, you have Tammuz. That means it didn't happen until Tammuz. Now by writing it in Kislev, it's a star mukdam because now the uh, lender can go back from the time of Kislev now and take the Kuhot from the time of Kislev to Tammuz. Now, those are taking the Kuhot that are unlawful because the loan did not happen yet. So therefore, in such a case, what do you gain? Nisan, the rabbis have a, have a way out of this case. Nisan, now once you say the king's years change in Nisan, there's no question because if you say that the years change in Nisan, what's going to come first? Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Tammuz. Tammuz already is when the uh, loan uh, took place. And then they wrote it up in Kislev. So by, not, by just putting an arbitrary date, Nisan, in this situation over here, you'll be able to discern whether a start is Mugdam or it is Meoha, uh, uh, which is you, you won't have a Safek anymore. The Nisan alleviates situations where you're not going to know exactly if the start is Kashir or not. So therefore, that's the Shita of. That she, again, the purpose is to write it up 
to alleviate a case where you're not going to be able to discern, like the case we just gave you. In this case over here, you're not going to know exactly. I don't know when the king became power. Did he come before Tammuz or after Tammuz? Now that's going to be a big question. Because the answer to that question is going to put the whole validity of this star into question. Is it Mugdam or Muhar? So therefore the Hashemim came along and said, you know what? We don't want to have any Sifikot over here. Because the puzzle day and even not going to know this information. So you know what? Aleph Tisan, that's the cutoff point finish. Oh, Aleph Tisan, they bring the star to Betin. Oh, Aleph Tisan has to be in this case over here. Well, after Nisan, Iyas, Ivan Tammuz. Tammuz comes first. And then they didn't write it up until, because it was all the third year, it's all the same year. Then they wrote it up until uh, later. Good say for if anything, it's a star Muhar. The star was written up after the loan took place, and therefore it's, it's, it's permissible. So that's the Shitav Rashi, why you need to put a standard time in the star. Comes to give a continues, we have a bright Again, Tosfot has a different interpretation. Ayin in the Tosfot Diburamatil Shtarot, where he has a different understanding. Tanu Rabbanan. Melech She'amad Be'isrim V'tish'ah Be'adar. The king became king on the 29th of Adar. It's really the last day of the year. Kevan Shigia Had Benisan. Once already, one day passes. That's it, it's already a year. It's already the second year of his kingdom. But if he didn't become the king until Rosh Hodesh Nisan, right? so he has to go full year, until the next year, then you start year two. So sometimes one day can give you a year, and sometimes you got to go the full year to get a year. Amar Mor. So that's the Brayta. And now the Gemara is going to analyze the two cases of the Brayta. Melech Shamad Be'asim V'tishah Be'adar. You have a king that what came into power on the 29th of Adar. Kevan Shigiyachat Benisana Altano Shana. So what he has a year. Hakamash Ma'alan. The Hedush of here is the Nisan Rosh Hashanah Le'Melachim. Well, the first Hedush of the Brayta is that you should know Rosh Hashanah is the, for Melachim is Aleph Nisan. That's the cutoff day. V'yom Echad B'Shanah Hashuv Shanah. And it's also telling us a bigger Hadush that one day of a year can be considered a year. So that's already, we have no problem with that case of the Mishnah, of the Brayta, I'm sorry, because it's giving us a very big Hadush. That it's just a one day is already enough to be considered a Shana. But if he became king on Aleph Nisan, so you have to wait until the next Nisan to tally up another year. So the Gemara says Peshita. What do you mean? That's Peshuta already. Which is to teach me that Aleph Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah. We know that already. So what are you tell, telling me? If he became a Rosh Hashanah, you got to wait a whole year. Of course. Well, what, what's the Hadusha in that case? Isn't it obvious? Lord Sericha de'imnu me'adar. The case is where they nominated and they voted him in Adar. Maybe I'll count for him two years. No. Which means he didn't actually sit on the throne till Aleph of Nisan. But the elections were in Adar. So already the vote, already the vote. He's the, he's, he's, he's the next king. So you might have thought, but because he after the vote. And therefore, since they voted him in, in Adar, even though he didn't sit on the throne till Nisan, could be a count of two years. 
Kamashwala, no, it doesn't go from the elections. It doesn't go from when they decided. It goes from when he actually takes the seat. And when was that? Aleph Tisa. So that's Hadush also as well. So that's time case when he became king in Aleph Tisa. That's Vada, you have to wait till the next year. It's so about where he was nominated in Adar. So you might have thought, you can start counting from the nomination. You count from the nomination, you, get, you tally up the next year. Kamashwalan, you don't do that. Comes the next Braita, the second Braita. Tanur Banan. Met Be'adar. Now we're talking about two kings. Met Be'adar. The first king died in Adar. Ve'amad Ahir Tahtar Be'adar. So a second king took over in Adar as well. So now the question is, you're writing a star. Which king do you, do you date it to? Do you date it to the king that died? Or do you date it to the, to the new king? So it says, Monim Shana Rashi says, second line, Habal Lichtov Shtar Be'adar. Guy that's coming to write a star in Adar, Le'achar Sha'amad Asheni. After the second king was established, Imratzal Lichtov Be'shtar, Be'shnat Ploni Le'melech Shemet, Kotev. Vimratzal Kotev Be'shnat Ishona, Le'melech Ploni Sha'amad. You can either write whatever, you can either write the year of the Deceased king in the start, or you can write the first year of the new king. That's how Kotev Lazer, that's how Kotev Lazer, either or. Okay. Now, Met Benisan, let's say the first king died in Nisan. Ve'amad Ahir Tahta Benisan. And the second king took, uh, you know, reign in that month itself, Nisan. Monim Shana. So you also have an option to put either the year of the uh, past king. Now since Nisan uh, passed, you give him an extra year. Or you go according to the new king, which would be really his first year. So again, also in uh, the case of Nisan. Rashi. Again, I will discuss the need for all these cases. Look at Rashi. Met Benisan ve'amad ahir tahtav Benisan ve'uadini ma'amad be'had mikol ha'chodashim, which means this law would apply to any of the months of the year. Sha'ad Nisan abba until the following Nisan ve'rotzel lemnot mechol ha'shtorot shichtevu mishamad ha'sheni leminyan shenot ha'rishon mone ve'rotzel kotem ha'shnei rishona lemedel sha'amad. Right, you can go either according to the new king, which would be his first year, or the old king according to however many years he was uh, in king. Fine. Met be'adar. Let's say the first king died in Adar. Ve'amad achir tahtav b'nisan. Oh, the second king didn't get into power until Nisan. So now the Mishnah says, but this is monim rishona lirishon, which means the first years, the first year, you give to the first king. Which means you can write whatever you want at the start. However, in counting the amount of years since the king died in Adar, so that year goes to the first king. Which means the second year, which means the after Nisan, that year is tallied on the new king. Which is also obvious, which means you give the Adar to the last king, the Rishona, the first year in Adar, you give to the first king, and the second year, which means the post-Nisan year, you give to the new king. Okay. 
לשי, ושנייה לשני, הבא לכתוב משעמד זה, but if you want to write a star to the new king, לא יבנה שנה שנייה למלך שמת, you can't write the new king according to the old king's years. Of course not. You have to write it according to when he came into power. He came into power in Nisan, he only has one year. שאין שנה זו שלו. Because the year doesn't belong to him. ולא יבנה את הראשונה לשני. Nor can you count the second year for the first one. לקרות שנה שעמד בשנייה, אלא שנייה זו ראשונה לשני. שנייה, the second year is the first year for the new king. Okay, that's good. Again, the Gemara is going to explain all these cases. What do you need them for? A lot of them sound pashut and obvious. That's the Gemara coming up right now. Amar Mor. We have a statement. Met be'adar ve'amad achir tahtav be'adar monim shana l'zeh v'lazeh. So that the Gemara says, Peshita. Isn't it obvious? If the two kings died in, one king died in Adar, the next one took over in Adar. So it says, whichever king you want to write, you write either the first king that died or the second king that uh, took over. Is that Pashut? Well, I'm writing a start in Adar now. So it, it, both statements are true. So the Chaurah, why do you have to tell me this case? Ma'udetema shata lebetre lo maninan. I might have thought once a new king enters, you don't give one year to two kings. How can I call it? It's the so-and-so year of king, king one, and it's the so-and-so year, first year of king two. Uh, you, you don't split up the, the years when it comes to kings. Once you're ready, the guy dies. <coughs> now, let's read that. She shatal betrei lo maninan, mishinichnaz ba'amelech shemet afilu yom echad, lo yichtevu kol shana zu b'shtal in ha'amelech ha'omed. The opposite. As she says, who gets the first privilege, I would think? The king that died. It's his year. He was the king until uh, Adar. Now, he dies, a new king comes in Adar. I might think, listen, fella, you're the new king. You got to wait. We're not counting this year on your, uh, on your uh, Hezbon. Of, of course, it, it, it's a year. We know that. But in the start, can you write the new king? So I would have thought, maybe, And if I would say, but maybe since the king that was in power was there first, so maybe you have to write the king that died. You can write whatever king you want. There's no first rights of here. Bottom line, both statements are true. You can write either the king that died, what year it was, or the king that took over. So that's Hadushin case number one. Next case. Med Benisan. Med Benisan. Ve'amad Acher Tahtab Benisan. The first king died in Nisan, and the next guy took over in Nisan. Monim shana lezeh velazeh. Alright, so you give them, uh, you know, you, you, you can write both kings. Shana lezeh velazeh. You know, either the first king that died or the second king that uh, took over. So comes again and says, Peshita. So it's obvious. Maudetemas, I would have thought, Ki amrinan yom echad b'shana chashuv shana b'sof shana. I would have thought that maybe this concept of one day of a year is considered a year, maybe you only said it at the end of the year. Which is then we say if somebody took over in the 29th of Adar, once Nisan passes, it's considered a year. So I would say maybe that is only said, that concept of yom echad b'shana shana when it's at the end of a year. But maybe I might say in the beginning of a year, then we just started. So therefore, he's king for one day. Now you want to say he was king for a year? 
Maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe when he when he becomes the king in Nisan, you don't consider his shana uh, 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 until until the end. But he's maybe this business of calling him king for one year when he's king for one day that only applies at the end of the year, but not at the beginning. Kamash ma'alan that what? No, even at the beginning of the year, when you're writing the uh, star, you can either write it for the last king or the new king, you consider it also year one. Even Yom Ehad Lashana, the beginning of the year, is considered a year as well. Okay. Dashi, Aval, Yom Ehad Bethilat Shana, Lo Yachshov Lo Yom Ehad Shana, that she says going on the Met King, which means it affects the Met King. Why? Because he died in Nisan, right? So you want to say, oh, he passed Nisan, raised Nisan too, let's say, right? Tally up another year. So now I want to add another. Maybe you don't say this Yom Ehad Shana business only if it's at the end of the year, right? Going from. Uh, like the 29th of uh, that was the end of the year going into the beginning of the year. But in the beginning of the year, he's only king, it was only one day of the year. Maybe you don't tally on an extra uh, year. Kamash Malan, that even at that day, he's in the beginning of the year and he died. You want to write his uh, dates? In an extra year. Right? That's, that's, on the, that's on the dead king. On the life king, of course, he's king. What are you going to put? The life king is a king for a year already. You have to put a year because, what is he? He's not zero. Here's a year already. He started to become the king. You have to put something. But on the old king, the question was, would I tally an extra year now onto his, uh, 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 onto his record? So I said, no, maybe that's only when he goes through the whole year and you're at the end of the year, so that already I could go I'll give you an exit. But now already he died. He started the new year already. Mm-hmm. And now it's in the beginning. Kamash runs still you count it as a year. Okay. Met <laughs> Adar. Next case. Guy dies in Adar. King number one. Okay, then the next king. King number two took over in Nisan. Monim Rishona, you count the first year, the Rishon, to the first king, which means the year before Nisan is tacked on to the first king. And the second year, meaning after Nisan, is tacked on to the second king. Well, that's the most obvious. Peshita, <laughs> of course. Well, what am I going to think? I'm going to give the year of Nisan to the dead king? He died in uh, Adar. Uh, what am I going to give him, give, give him an extra year to his, uh, to his kingdom? That just doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, or, or what? I'm going to give the new king last year? How are going to give the new king last year? He just came, came in Nisan. Right. Right, give, him, give him last year's also. Give him, give him uh, as if he came king in Adar. How does this work? So the Gemara says, Again, the case is talking about where they nominated him in Adar. Oh, well, well, that shouldn't be a Hadush. Because already we learned already nominating is nothing. We said it doesn't go after nominating, it goes after the actual seat, when he takes the power. So the Gemara continues. Umelech ben Melechu. Oh, and he was also the son of the king. So, I would have thought that since is already considered. You have two things working for him over here. It's not standard in Nimnu. They were Nimnu on somebody that really has a right to the throne. He's considered already Melech ben Melech. 
You just discussed the case over there where he just nominated Stam a guy. Stam a guy nomination means nothing. But hold it, maybe when you nominate Melech ben Melech that he has a, a legal, let's say, right to the throne, so you might think that maybe Melech ben Melech is different, and therefore you can start from Adar, and therefore yeah, even though he didn't sit in the throne till Nisan, tack on another year to his kingdom, and right on the star, the extra extra year. Look at Rashi. If it's just talking about where they nominated him, no, it's Tariq Lashmenan. We don't need uh, to teach us that why. We learned that already from the first case. Hey, guys, two things working for him. That what? That you don't. The bottom, even he's a Melech just saying, the reason why Melech ben Melech is a stronger uh, uh, factor is because the kingdom is Yerusha. Okay. Now we start a discussion. The Mishnah said, when do you count for kings? Rosh Chodesh Nisan. That's the uh, time for counting the years of kings. Now we have to prove this. How do you know this, that Moshodesh Nisan is the year of, is the month where the king's years change? So the Gemara begins. Amr of Yohanan. Minayim lemelachim she'en monim daim ela minisan. She'ne'emar. Ve'hi b'shmonim shana v'arba'a me'ot shana l'set b'nei Yisrael me'eris m'slayim. It was 480 years after the Jewish people came out of Egypt. B'shana harbi'it. In the fourth year, Behodesh Ziv, in the month that's called Ziv, Huachodesh Hashini, which is the second month, Lemelech Shelomo Al Yisrael, of Shelomo's reign on Yisrael. So let's get the let's get the information of this uh, of this pasuk. It's going to start discussing this. Obviously, the subject when Shlomo Melech decided now to build the Beit Hamikdash. So it says it was 480 years after they came out of Egypt, which happened to be the fourth year of Shalom Melech's reign. It was in the month of Ziv, which was the second month to the kingdom, uh, the second month of uh, the second month of the kingdom of Shalom. Right, second month of the fourth year. Makish Malchut Shalom Lisiat Misrayim. Oh. We see the pasuk juxtaposes Yisiyat Mislayim to Malchut Shilomo. So the Gemara says this is by design to teach us a Hiddush. Ma Yisiyat Mislayim Minisan Af Malchut Shilomo Minisan Just like we know when you're counting Yisiyat Mislayim you count from Nisan so too Melachim you also count from Nisan. That's it. Now we didn't prove that Yisiyat Mislayim you count from Nisan. That we're going to prove from somewhere else. Because I could argue with you and say, maybe Yisiyat Mislam, I know what happened in Nisan, but maybe you count it for years of Yisiyat Mislam from Tishri. Maybe just like Tishri, the years change. Maybe for counting how many years of Mislam, maybe you count it from We're not counting anniversaries necessarily, we're counting years. So maybe in counting years, the cutoff is Tishri. So the Gemara doesn't have to prove, how do you know Yisiyat Mislam? You take this for granted. You say, what do you mean? Yisiyat Mislam, you count from Nisan. That's not, that's not for granted. Yisiyat Mislam could have been when you're counting from Yisiyat Mislam, maybe once after we came out of Egypt, once Tishri passed, the first Tishri, that's already considered year two. Right, just like we said from Melachim. So maybe Yisrael said they came out of Nisan, 
Once the Shri came, already is considered two years out of, uh, out of Maslaim. So we're going to have to prove that Yisiyat Maslaim is accounted from actual Nisan. We'll get to that. But once already we know that Yisiyat Maslaim is accounted from Nisan. And what is it saying? It's putting Malchut Shalomor next to Yisiyat Maslaim. So I'll say, just like Yisiyat Maslaim is a Nisan calculation, so too uh, Malchut Shalomor is also a Nisan uh, calculation. Now... <laughs> Comes the Gemara and says, "V'yisiat m'slaim gufa minelan de minisan manina." Oh, how do you know Yisiat m'slaim itself is Nisan? Then I'm at Tishri manina. Maybe you counted from Tishri. Like I said, maybe the first Tishri that passed after Yisiat m'slaim was considered already year two. Lost our kadatach. We never think such a thing. Why? Tichtiv. Vayagal aharon a kohen el hol ahar al pi Hashem vayamot sham b'shnat ha'arba'im neset b'nei Yisrael me'eres m'slaim. Ba'chodesh ha'chamishi be'had la'chodesh. When did Aaron Kohen die? Rosh Chodesh Av, the fifth month of the year. The first month is Nisan. Ha'chodesh azel achem Rosh Chodeshim. So we know Nisan the Torah calls Rishon. So when the Torah says Hamishi, it must be Hamishi from the Rishon. That's Av. That's clear. So Rosh Chodesh Av. And what does it say? That was the forty years from when the Jewish people came out of Mitzrayim. So already by Av we were at forty years. Now continue. Uchtiv. We have another pasuk. Vayi barbaim shana. It was in the fortieth year. Again, be'ashte asar chodesh in the eleventh month. The eleventh month of the year would be Shabbat. Be'had la chodesh was chodesh Shabbat. Diber Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu gave a speech to Bnei Yisrael. Now, medikae be'av v'kari leshnat arbaim. If you're in the month of Av and you're calling it 40 years, Vekaeb Bishvat, and in Shvat you're also saying Vekar Leshnat Arbaim, still the 40th year, Mechlal Derosh Shana Lav Tishriyu. Because if Tishri was the cutoff is Yat Mislayim, if the Av, once Tishri comes, it's 41. So it should have said in the month of Shabbat, which is the 41st year when the Jewish people came out of Egypt. From the fact that it said Av was 40 years, Av by Moshe Rabbeinu also it said the 40th. Year, so therefore must be it's not Ab, so therefore not Tishri, I mean, so therefore you assume that it is Nisan. So the Gemara is old, old, old. says, Tishlama Heach Mefarech Lisat Misraim. When it came to Aharon, it clearly says it was the 40th year, Lisit Bnei Sem Eris Misraim. So that's clear, Aharon's. Calculation of 40 to be Sat Maslaim. Elahai mimai dili Sat Maslaim. Moshe Rabbeinu's speech, it says, in the 40th year. What did he have? What? So you assumed the 40th year of Sat Maslaim. Who told you? Dilma la kamata Mishkan. Maybe you're counting from when the Mishkan was erected. When was the Mishkan erected? In the second year. So therefore, I can really tell you, Tishri is the cutoff for. Mislaim. This is year 41. Oh, so if it's a Mislaim, it year 41. Right. No, who says we're counting from Mislaim by Moshe? We're counting from the Mishkan. Mishkan was in the second year. Second year was 40 years from Hakarat the Mishkan. So therefore you have no proof. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. Keda Amar Rappapa. We're basing on a principle that Rappapa taught. Shenat Islim Shana. Shenat Islim Legezera Shabbat. We're going to see later on there was a Gezerah Shabbat. It says in two places. It says one time, Shinat Esim. And another place it says, uh, Shinat Esim. 
So he makes a Gizirah Shabbat to say that what? Just like this Shinat Nasim is referring to this situation, so that Shinat Nasim is also referring to that situation. Which means, whenever you have it, it says, same words, just like that was Fizyat Mislaim, this is also Fizyat Mislaim. Which is a Papadic tradition from his rabbi, on one derash. Shnat Esim, Shnat Esim, which we're going to learn. But his rabbi told him, don't think that this is an isolated Gezerah Shavah. This is a Binyan Ab, which means whenever you're going to see years in the Torah, like in this case over here, Arba'im Shana, Arba'im Shana, but it's not Esim Shana. doesn't matter. Esim Shana is the example of exactly how to be Doresh. Look at Rashi. Shnat Esim Shana, Esim Shana, Gezerah Shavah. It's one, two, three, four lines on the bottom. Rappapa, Kuleu Shenat Shebepasuk, Nitzrichi Lilmod Zeh Mizeh. Which means that Rashi, anytime he says Shenat, by year, you can compare them. Kuliu gemar lehu. Rapapa merabol lilmod satum mina beforash al yede din gezerah shava. You learn satum mina beforash means you learn the uh, the concealed from the revealed. The concealed of here is Moshe. Moshe says arba'im shana. What? I learned the satum from the beforash. Beforash was by Aaron. Hey, but he only said it by shat eslim. So that she just said, "Nisa only said by shat eslim." Shat eslim is an example. That you can make this Gizrat Shabbat anywhere. Okay, so therefore, the Gemara's at this point concluding that the source of Yisiat, uh, the source of Yisiat Misraim is Nisan, and uh, from the Shnat Arbaim, Shnat Arbaim, and once you tell me it goes after Nisan, I'll tell you what. That the king Shalomor's years were compared to Yisya Mislaim, because it was about 480 years from Yisya Mislaim in the fourth year of Shalomor's kingdom, Malkut Shalomor to Yisya Mislaim. So just like Yisya Mislaim is in Nisan calculation, so too the kings are judged from Nisan. Now let's read a couple of these Tosfot team over here. First, let's just read one Nashi, please. Behod uh, Ziv. What is this month Ziv that the Torah, that the Pasuk says? Who Iyar? That's the month of Iyar. Because that's when the trees start to... Uh, to bud and, and come out, so therefore they call it the month of Ziv. <laughs> now, the passage is a little strange. It says like, the fourth year of the king Shalomah in Israel, in the second month of his kingdom. It's like, the, the lashon of the passage is funny. It's really in the fourth year and second month of his kingdom. It says the fourth year of his kingdom, in the fourth year, in the second month of his kingdom. So that she says... The two months is addition to the four years. The pasuk is like written out of order. Which means that's what it's talking about. It was in the fourth year of his kingdom, in the second month, which is Chodesh Ziv. Okay, fine. Now let's look at the Tosafot. Uh, well, if you're counting Melachim from Nisan, so you just told me that uh, 
you know, uh, it's the second month, second month from what? From when you when you count, when do you count? You count kings from Nisan. Will command master the Nisan who holds Ziv Shinudubo Avot Olam Shem Ziv Tune Olam. Some want to say later on that Ziv is actually uh, the month of Nisan because that's the month that the Avot were born, and that's when the light came into the to the world. Miu bekutras pirishe kamad achi kamad kishinet hadesh iyar kevan ludu zivute olam. So that she later on explains that when it says the month of Ziv, it's the month that the fathers, the forefathers, were born. It means they were already born. So that means it's iyar. So there's no stira. Understand when it says Ziv, it's really iyar. But what? It's calling it the month that the avot were born because already it happened. Already emerged into the world. Now let's look at. Um, Let's look at the Tosafot. Ma'ay Yisiyat Mislam Minisan. Umay Diyalif Yisiyat Mislam Mivayala Haron Lomatsi Demilafte Behad Minisan Rosh Hashanah Dedilma Metet Vav Minisan Maninan. Which means you want to tell me it's Nisan? Okay, fine. Yisiyat Mislam. Those are the two options, by the way. Even though we didn't prove Nisan, we just proved it's not Tishri. Mm. What is it going to be? Hajvan? Uh, well, it has to be make sense where you're going to carry Yisam Islam from. Right. So your two options are Tishri or Nisan. So you shouldn't think, hey, we didn't prove Nisan, we just said it's not Tishri. So what do you want to say? Was It's going to be one in uh, Kislev? Well, what does Kislev have to do with Yisam uh, Islam? So therefore, once you say it's not Tishri, it's got to be Nisan. But wait, you didn't tell me which date? Maybe it's the 15th of Nisan. Mm. When they left. And therefore, if you're going to tell me that it's 15th of Nisan, then that's when the kings are. So the kings is not Rosh Nisan either. Mm-hmm. So Tosfot just points out, that's why this Dirashah is really not going to be the conclusive Dirashah. Which means that's why you need another Dirashah later on, that's going to tell me it's not the 15th, it's actually Rosh Chodesh Nisan. They're going to have to introduce a Dirash from the Mishkan. So that's what Tosfot just says. I read it inside. Umayd yalif yisya mesam mivayah laharon lo matzidim lafte bechad binisan rosh hashanah the dilma betedvav binisan maninan. Avale umayd yalif mivayim b'chodesh harishon nihad. So therefore, yes, Nisan you prove from here, but the date of Nisan you don't prove. The date is going to have to be proved from a derasha that is coming up. Baruch Hashem.